1: Can we all pretend we were around Faye Dunaway when she was throwing salads and shade all over the place? Well, we'll try our best anyway here on the Colleen and Bradley Show. Good afternoon and happy Thursday. Welcome to another fabulous episode of your favorite midday radio program. I'm Bradley Trainer. That's Holly Roberts. Sonny is with us as well today. Colleen will be back on Monday, I promise. Now let's get right to the biggest story of the day. You can tell it's the middle of the summer. Faye Dunaway slapped uh, somebody. <laughs> Actually, there's a lot a lot more to the story. Let's start with the headline. Because I know you guys talked about this on Lori and Julia yesterday. Or at least I assume you did because you were tweeting about it.
2: Oh, yeah. We talked about it during a Dirt Alert update.
1: That she was fired. Now, the actress Faye Dunaway, for those of you who aren't gay or pay close attention to old uh, aging celebrities, Faye Dunaway, actress... Uh, icon, some would say, diva, many would agree, was fired from a uh, Broadway-bound show called Tea at Five, and allegedly part of it included, but was not limited to, slapping somebody on the crew.
2: Right. So this play, by the way, Tea at Five, is a one-woman show where Faye Dunaway was playing another Hollywood diva, Catherine Hepburn. So, she was doing this play, and uh, among other things, Faye Dunaway is accused of verbally abusing the crew, uh, so much so that they were fearful for their safety. Uh, she also uh, allegedly had some bad behavior uh, during an early photo shoot for the play. So, here's the... it just it, They got so off on a wrong foot.
1: Can I just say that this was the part that I read yesterday when I saw you guys tweet out this story I was reading through it, because... I am a sucker for a Faye Dunaway diva story because yes. for those of you who don't know, you'll remember perhaps that Faye Dunaway, or you should anyway, uh, that Faye Dunaway played, you know, the now, I don't know, cult icon role of Joan Crawford in Mommy Dearest. And we can, we could spend a lot of time talking about that film and what it did to her career and how it's affected her. Like I think she has some PTSD, uh, or, you know, some sort of, <laughs> trauma from doing that movie. But in the movie, she plays kind of the bitchiest of all bitches and a caricature of that. Mm -hmm. So anytime I see stories, and the rumors for years have been that she's a hot mess. Yeah. So anytime I see one of those stories, I'm like, get me some popcorn. I would like to read the details. And then I started mm -hmm. to read the details, Holly, and I read this line, which made literally made my day yesterday. Quote, but her behavior was unsettling at an early photo shoot. Someone gave her a salad for lunch and she threw it on the floor. She was watching her weight and said the salad would be better on the floor than in her hand. What?
0: <laughs> She's
1: like, "I'm on a diet. I'm not eating this dumb salad."
2: Throwing it on the floor.
1: <laughs> yeah. So that that, you know, particular anecdote from the story really just made my day because yeah. I just had this picture of Faye Dunaway, like, I'm not eating this crappy salad.
2: Also the fact that she threw the salad on the floor because she was watching her weight, which a salad,
1: (laughs) let us remind the folks I don't eat salad, I'm on a diet! How stupid are you? Well, Miss Dunaway, don't most people who are on a diet eat a salad? There's ranch dressing on that salad, I'm not eating it! No croutons! I don't need all those carbs! Mm -mm. Anyway, um, so, that happened, Holly, but again... This is not the first time we've heard of this behavior from Ms. Dunaway.
2: No, it's not. But just to elaborate a little more on uh, what Faye Dunaway was doing on the set of the play T at Fives that caused her to ultimately get fired. She was late for rehearsal, sometimes up to two hours. She did that diva move where she refused to allow anyone to look at her during rehearsals, including the director of the play and the playwright. Oops. Oh, wow.
1: How does that work, God. actually?
2: That Yeah, that's a, that's interesting. I don't know. Obviously, it didn't because she's fired. <laughs> right? <laughs> um, and apparently, she had six months to learn the play, but sources claim that she was never able to learn her lines, that she had a feedback earpiece, and one source says to Page Six that 90%... Of the play came through that earpiece. And apparently, she doesn't like the color white, and she yelled at people when they wore the color white to rehearsals.
1: I just, so it's stories like that that I just marvel at because, because how old is Ms. Dunaway? She has to be in her late 70s. 70s, right? How do you get to be a working actor in Hollywood and beyond, or in this case, on Broadway? And this was a big comeback for her by all accounts. People were very excited to see her. Uh, back on stage. But how do you get to be a working actor anywhere in the world of any success who is rewarded for behavior like this? Because you know that at the age of 75, if she's doing these things, these are things that she has been doing her mm-hmm. entire career. Yep.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, many would probably say, well, that is the way it used to be. And celebrities and stars were allowed to behave this way. Or maybe she just really is still, you know, character or method acting. Um, but what do you call it? Like by throwing she's inhabiting, salads on the floor. She's inhabiting the role of, of, of Catherine Joan Crawford and Joan
2: Crawford. She's still doing method acting yeah. 40 years later yes. after mommy dearest. Yeah. Came out. Could be.
1: I, I mean, I just nobody is allowed to behave this way anymore. I would imagine, except for maybe a very small group of people. Apparently, Leo DiCaprio is still allowed to behave this way.
2: Yeah, because allegedly he, according to that story in The Hollywood Reporter, has people uh, request other people to not look at him in the face. Because <laughs> during rehearsal, just no. Just general? imagine just if somebody everywhere. said to
1: you, "Okay, I'm going to need you to not look at Faye Dunaway." Do you know uh, I would have the hardest time behaving that way? <laughs> no, because I-, I would just want to look at her, just be like, "Who do you think you are?" Like right. that is my problem in life, is I would want to challenge that ridiculousness, but I also would not want to lose my job.
2: Yeah, well, it's know? that case of whenever a celebrity or somebody says, "Don't you know who I am?" Well, I hate to break it to you. No, actually, most people don't know who you are. Right. Yeah, That's right. yeah.
1: true. And Faye Dunaway.
2: I mean, I feel like half I mean, the people don't the even gays know, know
1: who you are. Yeah. Uh, those of us who talk about pop culture for a living know who you are. But that's about
2: it. Yeah, that's about it.
1: As good as you were in Bonnie and Clyde. Okay, I wanted to say, if you're just joining us, by the way, uh, here on The Colleen and Bradley Show, we're talking about this kerfuffle with Faye Dunaway getting kicked off a Broadway show. I mean, they axed her. They're done. She is out of a job. And by all accounts, her hoarded horrific, heinous uh, behavior was responsible. One of the things that I saw yesterday was this tweet from Yashara Lee, who's a great person to follow on Twitter, because he's just always sort of in the middle of where people are talking on Twitter. Very influential. Yes, absolutely. And he said, everyone who's lived in West Hollywood has a Faye Dunaway story, or knows someone who has a Faye Dunaway story. And following that tweet and reply to that tweet, there are just oodles. Mm-hmm. Oodles of anecdotes. And I thought, Holly, maybe we could read some of those anecdotes. And there was actually a local... Angle to one of those anecdotes, or at least one of the replies, right?
0: Right.
2: Well, we tried to get some dirt out of Gold Dust 27. That's the Twitter handle saying, honestly, people everywhere do. In Minneapolis, we have stories too. I want to know what those stories are. I want to know what those stories are.
1: (laughs) (laughs) 651 You
2: got a nasty Faye Dunaway story? Please (laughs) share with us. (laughs) Um,
1: Somebody said in response, Robin uh, Jackson in reply to Yashara Sweet said, I was in Coons Hardware when Faye strolled in with an open four pack of wall hang. She wanted to return the remaining three because she said she only needed one. Mm-mm. She caused a huge <laughs> scene. One of the workers said she did it all the time, and they lovingly I added that word, call her the dragon lady.
2: Oh. Dang. It's bad when they call you a dragon. Right. <laughs> That's never good. <laughs> That's never good. <laughs> um, let's wow. see.
1: Mark says, I'm from Columbus. I watched Faye Dunaway slap a news reporter. I worked with Faye. She loved me. So I'm the rare story. Oh, okay, well, that's no fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard the nickname given to her by many frustrated crew members, Day Fade Away, because she takes her own time getting to set.
2: Mm. Well, that would be corroborated by the fact that during this play, she was often two hours late for work.
1: In the mid 90s, I was working at Talbot's. Faye came in and, after gazing around, summoned me to look uh, to help her with her shoes. For the next year, she'd call me when she saw something she liked, ask my opinion, then had me send it to her. Uh, oh, well, that means that she actually oh, liked
2: it. Her. Here's something from someone a friend drove for car service. Picked up Faye at her home. After fifty minutes in the car, she was so rotten and vile he told her to either behave or he's dropping her off at the next corner. Can you imagine
1: yeah. how horrible your behavior must be to make Faye Dunaway get out your car? Yes, I'm sorry, but I would turn on my video like the I'd start filming video from my phone yeah. and be like, Tell me more, Miss Dunaway. You know, post that on the Internet. Okay, so, you know, we have all these anecdotes, right? (laughs) They're just nothing but anecdotes. But you don't have to take random yahoos on the Internet's word for Faye Dunaway being a hot mess. In fact, Holly, we've unearthed, I would say, one of the most powerful, famous celebrities remarking on this very same behavior, have we not?
2: Yeah, we have the one, the only Betty Davis joining us via the Johnny Carson show back in 1988. She's not actually with us because <laughs> <laughs> we're not having a séance no, in the studio.
1: She passed away many years ago. Yeah,
2: she died 30 years ago. But I want you to listen to this. Has little it been 30 clip. years? It has been 30 years. Oh, she died in 1989. Oh. But this clip is from Lucille
1: Ball. <laughs> Same year. Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm having a moment. Go on.
2: <laughs> well, this is a clip from Betty Davis. Uh, a little bit uh, about a year before she passed away, but she was talking on Johnny Carson. So let's just listen to uh, Johnny Carson and Betty Davis talk about fake. And, away. and yep. I don't
1: know where we're starting, but he asks the question like, who is the hardest yeah. person to work so with? So he's going to ask the yeah. question. We'll okay. just
2: let her answer that. Right. So, who's one of the worst people you know in Hollywood? That I worked with? Or that you wouldn't want to work with again. If you don't, you don't have to one, on that. one
1: million dollars. Fades Dunaway. away. <laughs> Everybody you can put into this chair will tell you exactly the same <laughs> thing.
0: <laughs> what is it about Miss Dunaway that makes her? Your...
1: Well, she's just totally impossible. <clears throat> really? Yes. I don't think we have the time to go into all the reasons. <laughs> she just let's put it. She is just uncooperative. She's not totally, Miss Dunaway is for Miss Dunaway. Uh Okay, I would just like to point out
0: <laughs> if Blood you
1: have Betty Davis saying that you are self-absorbed and too focused on your own place in the world, that is saying something because it is Betty bleeping Davis. Okay, exactly. it's Betty Davis, who does quick? not under she does not underestimate her own power in the world. Never did. And actually basically told the most powerful studio heads in Hollywood to go bleep themselves when uh, they wouldn't give her what she wanted. So Mm. this is not a woman who suffers, um, who suffers egomaniacs easily. Right. right? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. she, she is aware of her own power in the world. So I feel like if. If Betty Davis is schooling you on being full of yourself, you're probably very yeah. full of yourself.
2: Ding, ding, ding.
1: And I always tend to believe actors' accounts of one another, or take those to heart more in a way than I would, you know, some Yahoo who's like, "Well, I saw her once, and she gave me the stink eye." Because you don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe she was having a bad day. Like Maybe one she, interaction yeah. is no big deal, but you know, Betty Davis, she's not. She's not calling you up for no reason. Thank you. Mhm. bus. Oh yeah, she threw her like and then, like, reversed it the bus. It was so quick, too. Yep. It
2: was just so, with, with, yeah. with, with, just effortless. like,
1: Faye Dunaway. Right, immediately. Yeah. I also love when stars do that, when they're so willing to be honest. Yeah. You know, because so often people are like, I think everyone in Hollywood is a treasure right. to work with in some That's way. Right. We all have our flaws. No, tell me who was the bitch. <laughs> I need to know.
2: Betty Davis <laughs> delivered, and we thank her for it. Say, 30 years okay, later. Here's the other
1: thing. <laughs> Betty Davis, also the woman who worked with Joan Crawford and by all accounts had somewhat of a... Feud with her, even though I think it's mostly overplayed by people who have uh, an axe to grind. But um, if she calls out Faye Dunaway before Joan Crawford, or just think about any of the other actors that Betty Davis tussled with mm. throughout the world, she could say nasty things about, uh, oh, what's her any name?
2: Any of the greats of old time. one that's still alive. Which one? Oh, uh, Olivia sister, de Havilland?
1: Olivia de Havilland. I mm-hmm. mean, there are so many other people she could have called out, and yet Faye Dunaway. So
2: uh, for a million dollars. And everybody else in Hollywood <laughs> yeah. would have said the same thing, but exactly. Betty Davis had the guts to call her out.
1: Faye Darling, if you're not doing anything later and you'd like to defend yourself on our show, 651. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Dirt Alert, Dirt Alert, Dirt Alert, Dirt Alert, Dirt Alert. Here with all the latest from Hollywood, despite the world around us. It's Elizabeth Reese.
0: <laughs> There's, a the There's a lot to discuss. Good afternoon, everybody. Okay. The big uh, breaking news. All these crazy alien stories can't be true. Can they? Hey, Stephen Steven Diener hosted the unidentified alien podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there. The unidentified alien podcast or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you
2: Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this
1: is Chris Jenner,
2: LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday
0: so the fun never ends.
1: Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel.
0: Today is that Bill Cosby has settled this Janice Dickinson defamation lawsuit and he is very unhappy.
1: I was going to say, I saw this and I didn't quite understand who was settling and for what. So,
0: okay. Here's, here, I'll give you the 411 on it. So, Janice Dickinson claimed that Bill Cosby's lawyer slandered her when he said that her claims of sexual assault by Bill Cosby were false. And so she was saying that that caused a problem for her, that it, in essentially, Bill Cosby's attorney was acting as his spokesperson, and so Bill Cosby is responsible for the damage that did to her life and her career. So he fought the lawsuit, Bill Cosby did, but now his insurance company, AIG, agreed to settle the lawsuit over Cosby's strong objections because Bill Cosby continues to say that the lawsuit was out without merit and that he never authorized the statement made by his lawyer. So that's
1: interesting. The settlement, Mm -hmm. he basically settled, but he's not paying anything. It's his his insurance insurance company. company. So why he would be complaining at this point seems a little ridiculous. So this is the
0: third case in recent months that AIG settled a case over Cosby's objections, is what uh, TMZ is reporting. And Cosby's side believes that it's illustrative of the insurer's bad faith, and that's robbing Mr. Cosby of the opportunity to clear his name in a court of law. Cosby's legal team thinks that if this was actually taken to a trial, a jury would have found the statements made by Cosby's former attorney were not defamatory because they were allegedly never spoken by Cosby himself. And in this case, you can cut, I'm not saying that Bill Cosby is a good guy by any means, yeah. and I'm not saying that he deserves anything. But in this case, when you look at sort of the legal analysis of it, can your attorney speaking about you? Can you be held responsible for the statements that your attorney makes? Mm-hmm. I yeah. might argue that I don't think that's right, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that wasn't Bill Cosby speaking. And even if someone quotes you, can can you be held responsible for someone quoting you right when maybe it was misquoted? Maybe yeah. I was taken out of context. I, guess I don't
1: know enough about the law to, to, to know well, like,
0: defamation is tough. You guys, yeah. I mean, slander, mm-hmm. is especially tough. if you're famous, it's all right. really tough because it's hard to prove that the words that people say, I mean, you can say that they emotionally damaged you. You can say that it hurt your feelings, but you really have to prove that it, In it it, that it infringed on your ability to make a living.
1: And that it was intentionally malicious, I think, is often a part of the hard hard Mm -hmm. hard hill to climb. For her
0: part, Janice Dickinson Mm -hmm. is calling the settlement a victory and justice after a rough road that included years of insults and attacks for coming forward against Cosby. I mean, you know, Janice Dickinson certainly has a point there, and she's celebrating, but she says no amount of money can erase the memories and the trauma of an assault, and she wants women to never give up to know their rights and to keep telling their stories.
1: I do think that's Really important, and you know, without knowing all the details of the case, you just do feel great when a woman who has been maligned by the media um, sort of gets, you know, not only heard but some sort of a a compensation for. Because you just know that before we were all on Cosby as a horrible person train
0: Yeah, that it was Janice's nuts. like,
1: oh, yeah, that's just another money grubbing yeah. you know, woman who's trying to make a name for herself.
0: We don't know how much money she got that will remain confidential. But I think you're right. I mean, in the case of Bill Cosby, when you look at the bigger picture and how many women. He have said he assaulted me and I for one believe those women. And so when you have all those women who say that he assaulted them and the, uh, the number of them that will get anything in terms of justice is very small. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, You kind of see it. Absolutely. Well, that took up my whole dirt alert. Well, but it was so meaningful. Thank you, (laughs) Elizabeth Reese. Thank you. For
1: giving us the latest on Bill Cosby and more. You'll be back again tomorrow. When we come back, we're doing 30 Second Pop Culture Challenge. If you want to play five questions, 30 seconds, you could win a prize. All you have 30 seconds, five questions, you could win a prize. But only on The Colleen and Bradley Show and only right now at 1230 on My Talk 1071. I'm Bradley Trainer, Holly Roberts, and Sonny with us today. And it's now time to play the big fat 30 second pop culture Money. challenge that thing right there
2: second pop culture challenge
1: who is on the phone today sonny
2: we have gretchen on the line
1: and uh holly what is gretchen playing for
2: gretchen is playing for a pair of general admission tickets to the my talk 1071 cat video festival meow meow, meow. <laughs> thursday august 8th at chs field
1: okay are you ready to play gretchen
2: I am absolutely
1: fabulous. Here we go. Timer will begin after I ask the first question. Who is J Lo's fiance?
2: Alex Rodriguez.
1: What celebrity has the nickname the Divine Miss M?
0: Uh, Bette Midler.
1: Kaya Gerber is the daughter of which supermodel?
0: Next question
1: Gotham City is the home of which superhero? Batman. Central Perk is the hangout on what sitcom? Friends. Kaya Gerber's the daughter of which Supermodel. She has a mole.
2: Uh, she has a mole. Oh, Cindy Cross? Yeah! Oh, she, got the tickets. she got the tickets! Congratulations, Gretchen! You got tickets to Cat Video Festival, so hold the line, and Sonny will get all your information so that you can go to that fabulous event. Meow, meow, meow. I had to give her a hint. I get it. I mean, it I really wanted her to go
1: to the Cat Video Festival. Yeah, we
2: really, and we want everybody else to go to the Cat Video Festival, yeah. by the way. Yes, ma'am. The prices of tickets to the Cat Video Festival <gasps> yes. are going to go up August 1st, so you're going to want to buy your tickets right meow. <laughs>
1: I see what you did there. Thanks. Perfect timing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> go to mytalk1071.com keyword cats and get your tickets to the Cat Video Festival now.
1: We are just impossible, aren't we, Holly? <laughs>
2: That was nice, the little laugh. I'm not going to (laughs) laugh.
1: All right. Now, let us turn to our favorite part of the show. And, oh, I forgot to ask if Ryan would come in. Let me see if he's around while you're introing Blinded by
2: the Item. Blinded by the Item. So, this is blind. Thank you. Bradley's going to get Ryan. So, this is the portion of the program where uh, we solve celebrity gossip mysteries in the form of blind items. So, while Bradley goes and fetches Ryan, Sonny, why don't you and I play a little bit? And then we can bring in the fellas onto this blind item experience. Or I'm just gonna be by myself. No, oh, okay. I, I'm here. I, I'm okay. back if you need me. <laughs> we got you, Holly. We all got right. you. Thank you. All right. So we've He's got every, we've got he everyone here now. So we've got Ryan from Donna and Steve nine to noon weekdays here on My Talk 1071. Thanks for joining us again, Ryan. Yeah, Very you're all faithful
1: and so faithful anymore, yeah. Donna Valentine. I know she's kind of.
2: She doesn't like us anymore. She kind
1: of left us in the dust. She doesn't like us. All right. We will take it We also have
2: Sonny here and Bradley here. So let's try to solve this first celebrity gossip mystery. This reality couple who were A-list back in the day and are just annoying as ever are blackmailing married men who hook up with the female half of the couple. What? So think about a reality couple who were A-list back in the day and they're just as annoying as they used to be. But they're blackmailing married men who hook up with the female half of the couple. So a reality couple.
1: Oh, ew! <laughs>
2: you had to think about that one, didn't you? I did. Yeah.
1: I don't think the ew has hit me yet. Okay, so. There's a lot to now, go through. Now, a reality couple, would they have recently been in headlines again? Yes. Because perhaps a new permutation of the show that made them famous is on the air?
2: Yeah,
1: Okay, yeah, I know who this is. Mm-hmm. Ryan? Think about a couple who we only know from reality television. Okay. They're very annoying. And yep. they were annoying. <laughs> mm-hmm. They're still annoying. Not narrowing it down yet. And okay. they have nicknames. Well, one, the guy has a nickname. Well, they
2: have a nickname for the relationship. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's
1: true. Nickname for the relationship. Yes. You know, kind of like um, Like a Benifer. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, this is this. Can we give many other this One's hint. beyond uh, me. What channel?
2: There well what channel? It's on basic cable and their nickname sounds like a superhero.
1: Is this uh, am I thinking Bachelor, Bachelorette? Am I is my am no, I right here, big brother? No. 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 I
2: said basic cable, cable. Ryan, not network TV.
1: I don't know. So sometimes you know there's a phrase, sometimes the blank have eyes. The hills. The hills. Aren't they the hills? Yes. And what's the couple? What's the couple?
2: I don't know. To I don't know. Thank you, Bradley. Spencer
1: Pratt and Heidi Montag. Oh, yes. Never want that one.
2: All right, let me fill in the blank for you. So, <laughs>
1: Holly's disappointed.
2: I, I am disappointed, Ryan. I thought you would know this one. So Spidey, that would be Spencer Pratt and Heidi Montag. They are blackmailing married men. Or blackmailing, excuse They're me. Care,
1: careful now. Yeah.
2: So who hook up with the female half of the couple. So that what this is saying is that Heidi is hooking up with married men and then the two of them are blackmailing these married men so that this information doesn't become mm, public maybe? Wow. Crazy.
1: I feel like that sounds very nineteen twenties. Or like I don't know. I just feel like that's been going on for a long time where they're like, hey, let's entrap a you know, a rich guy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. black blackmail is so old school these yeah, days. Yeah, it is. Yeah,
2: like who can be blackmailed, really? I mean yeah. the
1: internet, yeah, you can't yeah. do that anymore. I
2: mean, there it is, Twitter. Twitter.com. Right. You got another one for us? <laughs> yep. Yeah. All right. Bradley, Ryan, Sonny. Think about the following celebrity gossip mystery. Apparently, this foreign born back in the day, one hit wonder used the sperm of her former A-list, mostly television actor X to achieve pregnancy.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I'm not sure he told his significant other. So think about a foreign born back in the day, one hit wonder who has been making headlines this week. And then think of her former a list mostly television actor X,
1: oh God, she's been making headlines this week,
2: yes, for being pregnant,
1: oh God, who's pregnant um mm-hmm. oh, I should I feel like I should know this, I'm sorry, oh, okay, what's her one? Hit um, one-
2: Nope, oh, that's it. No, it's not. Oh, Sonny's got a Oh, no, Sonny, give no, your guess, please. No, it's, she's not a singer and she's not a one hit wonder. Oh. No.
1: Do we mean one hit wonder for singing or just she's a celebrity one hit wonder? Like she did something famous and that's all we know her for.
2: We know her for one song.
1: Oh, okay. Mm. So she is a. Uh, she's Preggs: Yes, yeah. she's pregnant. Yes, Ryan. Huh. She's so, de- so delicate of <laughs> you Pregers, to say I think that. Is the term. That's, my, that's my nickname for Alexis Why now.
2: I'm pregs. sure she loves that nickname. <laughs> <laughs> Let me give you a hint about the song. The song was really big in the mid to late 90s. Mm. And the video was famous, too. It pretty much just featured her in a room dancing around. Kylie Minogue? Close, but no. Okay. Danny so, Minogue? No, <laughs> close, but no.) <laughs> From the same country.
1: Oh, uh, oh, 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 OK. Yeah. Uh. This is Canada. No, no, um, stop. Australia. <laughs> yes. Okay. So Australia,
2: one hit wonder, mm-hmm. a
1: one hit wonder, you from know, Austra- I, know I know I do. Everyone
2: I know. here knows the song. Oh, it's gonna
1: Australia.
2: And she's dancing around in her sweatshirt and she's just upset and nothing's fine for her. <laughs> Giving you a hint right there. Nothing's fine. <laughs>
1: nothing's it's all fine. bad. It's not good. I'm from Australia. She's
2: all torn up.
1: I know this is going to hit me like a ton of bricks no, when you're. That's
2: actually... fine. I'm torn. What is her Hi, name? Oh, the glasses with the glasses n- n- with the glasses. Not Mary. Not Not Lisa Loeb. Sonny, I think that's oh, who you're Oh, That's thinking where of. I was going. I was going Lisa Loeb. Torn. 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 Natalie Emmerling. Oh,
0: jeez. She has been making headlines
2: because she is pregnant with her first child. Now we have to think of her former A-list, mostly television actor M- Mur- X, who is going to be. The sperm donor slash father to this child, but he hasn't told his current significant other of this arrangement. No mm.
1: offense, but if I didn't get Natalie and Brulia, I have no clue who she was married to. So you're just she wasn't to married it, to him. Or, uh, who she it's was.
2: David Schwimmer from Friends. Oh,
1: <laughs> so David really? Schwimmer is birthing love children? Yes. Wow. Now, was this a
2: <clears throat> talk about a ninety? Was this years. a
1: like? Was he in attendance Gosh. when this conception was? <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because the way you described it indicate that perhaps he delivered something to her. Uh, um. <laughs> not directly. We don't was know. He, was he there when she was? He's providing the materials. Pregnant? Yes. Necessary to. But make. did he do it with the thing, or did he do it with, or did she the do thing. it with the thing?
2: We're going to leave it up to your imagination (laughs) because that information is out there.
1: Got it. Because I would think that's significant. Like if you were a sperm donor uh, because somebody wanted to have a child, that seems different. Not that it's any less frustrating that you weren't honest with your partner about it, but it does seem a little different than like doing the sexy thing. Right. No. No. Seems more like a business transaction yeah. at that point. But yeah. the
2: fact that he's not telling his current well, significant course, other that's a, there's a there's a problem. Well, there. Especially yeah.
1: because that child would then be entitled to all sorts of things. That's true. So, I mean, yeah. All right. <laughs> um, <laughs> do we have a really quickie or
2: one more? I think you guys will be able to get right, this. All right, all right, all right. Get right. <laughs> you Both got not. there eventually. And I'm very pleased at everyone's uh, knowledge of Australian singers and 90s one hit wonders. Congratulations. <laughs> Here we I mean, go.
1: I am crap when it comes to Australia.
2: <laughs> Rise up, blights.
1: Unless it's like um, that one movie.
2: Crocodile oh, Dundee? Remember.
1: No, with the thing and the... Never mind. Priscilla
2: Queen of the Desert? Well, that
1: too, yes. <laughs> okay,
2: here's our blind item. It is way easier to launder a whole lot of money through a one-off project rather than through a series. So the streaming service canceled a bunch of shows and has now increased the budget of a one-off two-hour show to almost $100 million. A normal budget for this kind of show would be about $2 million plus salary. Oh
1: my God, you're saying that Netflix is laundering... Hundreds of millions of dollars?
2: Ding. Oh,
1: wow. my God. Okay, well, that's and shocking. And
2: we need to figure out the one-off two-hour show that would have an almost $100 million budget. This show is not confirmed, but it the potential of it has been making headlines.
1: Justin Bieber and Tom Cruise fighting?
2: No. <laughs> uh...
1: Thing? Is it an event?
2: Um, this would be a special. So a one-off special that is around two hours. Well, what kind of shows are those? Documentaries? No.
1: You just made it look like you were brushing your teeth.
2: Well, I'm holding a microphone up to my face. Who holds a microphone up to their face for two hours? Interview uh, uh, Oprah. Her, but no. Okay. <laughs> and they like to make jokes. Oh, a comedian? Yes.
1: Uh, and Eddie Murphy?
2: Ding. Ah! Ding! <laughs> Oh. What? Okay. Okay. Say it. Say all yeah. this. All right. So
1: <laughs> we need to figure out where this money is coming from.
2: <laughs> it was way easier to launder a whole lot of money through one a one off project rather than through a series. So Netflix has canceled a bunch of shows, and they have now increased the budget. Of a potential Eddie Murphy standoff special, stand up special, excuse me, to almost $100 million. Now, a normal budget for a stand up comedy special would be about $2 million plus the salary of the talent. Well,
1: that would go along with the rumors that we've heard that they were thinking of paying him close to $70 million, which means that, you know, maybe they're. But why are they funneling money? Do we have any indication of why they're trying to launder untold
2: sums? We don't untold know. Sums? But anti Lawyer gives these blind items every once in a while and says that Netflix is up to some things that maybe aren't on the up and up.
1: Interesting. Mm. Okay, well.
2: And so they shouldn't get mad when we share our passwords since they're moving like that.
1: Yes. (laughs) Wow. That is the truth. (laughs) Sonny has laid down the law. (laughs) That's
2: only $15. We're talking to the tune of $100 million. Exactly. Mm
1: -hmm. Exactly. So maybe people shouldn't feel so bad as what you're saying. Not that you would know anything about it. Not
2: that I would do that. No, 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 Absolutely not. No, no.
1: Neither would any of us. No. <laughs> all of Goodness, us in this no. room? Okay. When we come back, thank you, Ryan, for playing again. We didn't do such a I good sucks. job today, but I suck. at it's least we right. learned a lot, didn't yes, we? Yes, very much so. All right, when we come back, we have a perv alert for you. We I have some perverts home. to share with you. I
2: just devil to hate me
1: no, actually, it's kind of a gross story, but we need to talk about them, uh, specifically their connections to the world of pop culture, and we'll do that in just a moment here on the Colleen Bradley show on My Talk 1071. And, Holly, we should remind people Uh, that there is an opportunity for them to win some big, fat bucks of gas. Um, (laughs) Big fat, that was a weird turn of phrase. But it all has to do with our wonderful MyTalk app, which if you're not listening to this very show on, you could be by downloading it from your favorite app store and then, in the meantime, register to win a hundred dollars worth of gas right
2: yeah and that gas you can fill your car boat rv lawnmower what have you and this is all you have to do you go and download the my talk app if you haven't done that already you should and then you register and then you enter to win a tank a day now we only have a couple of more days in july that are eligible for our tank a day giveaway so you're gonna want to get in on this because who doesn't want a hundred dollars in free gas Exactly,
1: I love gas. Now Woo! let's turn our attention to some perverts. Okay,
2: if we must, <sighs> but we we should.
1: Let's actually start with. Um, I'm going to start with the other story first. That's on our list, All the, right? Because I think that um, maybe the most newsworthy today in headlines, you may have seen that Jeffrey Epstein was found uh, injured in his cell in New York City. And apparently they believe it was an attempted suicide. Now, the details aren't known for sure, but I remember seeing this headline early this morning and wondering, because at the time, I don't think we're sure how the injuries happened. Mm -mm. Um, It sounded like perhaps it could have been an attack. Um, But then by reading uh, in more detail later this morning, it sounds like, in fact, uh, they were self-inflicted injuries to his neck. Yep. Now, the reason we talk about Jeffrey Epstein or Epstein, I don't I don't know which it is. I think it's both. Um, in talking about him, the reason we'd mention him on this show is because, well, we've talked a lot about um, men in powerful places who use their positions and their influence to abuse women. Yep. And specifically in the case of Jeffrey, we uh, have talked about, you know, the sex trafficking. And this has come up time and time again in our blind items uh, that we frequently read on the show.
2: Yeah. And specifically Jeffrey Epstein's connection to the world of celebrity, because if you dig deep on this story, he has connections to allegedly many powerful people in Hollywood. Now we can't necessarily prove that, but again, like you said, Bradley, this is about the abuse of power, the cultivation of power and the exploitation of power. And uh, in the, abusing women. So we are following the Jeffrey Epstein story as it develops. So this is obviously a a pretty big development. I just wanted
1: to mention that because I know we've talked about him in the past and I think we have just begun to scratch the surface of learning the full extent to which, I mean, we know about a lot of the horrible things he's already done, Yeah, but I feel like there's potentially a lot more information that could come out. uh, Should he make it to trial? So hopefully that is the case and hopefully they're able to keep him I, I say, keep him safe in so far as they are able to prosecute him to the fullest extent of the law. Yes. Okay. So, that story, now that we have that out of the way, let's talk about this Lou Pearlman documentary. For those of our listeners who don't remember who Lou Pearlman is or don't remember the name, Holly, can you just give us a brief thumbnail of what a Lou Pearlman is or was?
2: Sure. Lou Pearlman was the head of Transcontinental. So that was his company that he used to start and manage such bands as the Backstreet Boys, NSYNC, O-Town, LFO, and many others. Now, ultimately, uh, Backstreet Boys and Sync sued to get away from Lou Pearlman. And it was found eventually that Lou Pearlman uh, was running one of the biggest Ponzi schemes in history hmm. what about that and he was sentenced to 25 years in prison he passed away in prison uh, there again is a lot of abuse of power going on with lou perlman allegedly he sexually assaulted boys during his time of managing boy bands there's a lot of stuff going on with him
1: well you know what's interesting is you say that We should make a distinction because there is a documentary that's currently available for you to watch on YouTube that I think was produced by Lance Bass. Yeah. And what's the name of it again? That's called The Boy Band Con, and it came out earlier this year. And I meant to watch it. I haven't yet watched it. But it is allegedly talks about the shady shenanigans business wise that he got up to in the industry and the right. things that he did to sort of, you know, manipulate and control people. It did not address specifically a lot of the allegations, rumors and innuendo that has been floating around Hollywood and beyond since and probably before his death that he sexually assaulted uh, children. That is young men, I think, mostly young Mm men. Um, But there's a lot of gossip and rumors that, um, you know, men in those boy bands who at the time were boys were sexually assaulted or um, taken advantage of physically in some way. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, though, whether or not this particular documentary is going to deal with that. Something tells me unless they have firsthand accounts you're not likely to see that. They might talk about, you know, or hint around the edges, Sure, but I don't think it's going to uh, meet those things head-on. That said, part of it is probably because there are just so many other things to cover mm-hmm. in, his, in the shady dealings that he was a part of.
2: Right. Well, and this movie is going to be a biopic, so this is going to be a feature film. So this isn't going to be a documentary, but this is going to be a movie about Lou Pearlman and uh, about how he dealt and started these boy bands, and then uh, ultimately used those to cre- get a lot of money and then it was a Ponzi scheme and then he was arrested and then he died so I don't know how they're gonna handle that portion of the story right Bradley? because we haven't really gotten a lot of people on the record talking about Lou Pearlman in regards to allegations uh, of sexual assault
1: now I was looking through the names and just sort of you know googling around to find out who is behind this and two of the producers are people whose work you would know so um, let's see, Edward Pressman, and Holly, I feel like you would just randomly know some of these names. Um, so if you do jump in, but he it was a producer for the Island of Dr. Moreau, the oh, Man yeah. movie, Judge Dredd. Um Well, these
2: are big time producers and they've done a lot of stuff in Hollywood. Great. Oh. You know what?
1: what? We- Hi, I'm James Seawood, one of the narrators on the Abide app, a premium ad-free biblical meditation experience.